Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Cinematch podcast, uh, the podcast where we take movies every week and compare them in some form or another to decide which ones we ultimately like the best. My name is Cal Altimus, and I am your host, joined by the mostly disappointing, yeah. vest top wearing. Yeah. Again. Nathan Hannah. Yeah, I think you've, I think this is your new style, isn't it? Yeah, it's so warm. I just said to you, it's so I'm so sweaty. So this episode is a sweaty day for shiny as fuck. Yeah, it's it's grim. I think it's weird that we've got this weather now and not when it was the actual summer. I feel sorry for the kids that went back to school like today, and it's like yeah. all of a sudden the hottest week of the year. Um so this week we're back with another Cinemax showdown. Um with two films that I'm surprised it actually took this long to actually put them together, um, considering when they were released so closely together, there were a lot of comparisons due to like how similar they were in a certain sense. Once you actually dive into it, they're not that similar at all, but on the surface they are. And that is um, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice versus Captain America, Civil War. Um, these bo- mo- uh, movies were both released in 2016. And, I don't know if it was a coincidence or what, but they both feature two of the franchise's biggest stars facing off. I don't know. I mean, I I can't really remember because I wasn't as much like into the behind the scenes stuff with films then, whether one franchise knew what the other was doing and it was more of like a retaliation. Do you know or do you think it was just a coincidence? I think it was purely a coincidence. I mean, I know a lot about the Zack Snyder plans and everything. I think it was always, in his head, it was always set up this way after he did Man of Steel. But I just think it was a natural, like one of those natural coincidences that works in favour for one and works really against the other, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I think it was just one of those pure coincidences that people just kind of like, you couldn't help but compare them, even though they're two very tonally, visually, like very different movies. Yeah, it feels like we've had the same sort of thing in the last couple of years where I don't know if it's coincidence again or whether it's something else where the two franchises both went in the direction of like these multiverse stories. Like how unfortunate is it, it is for the flash that Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse came out like a week or two before it's, it couldn't have been worse timing, but again, I don't know if that's just pure coincidence again or not. Um, but I think yeah. again, DC not hitting the right marks where Marvel is. Well, let's not yeah. talk Let's not talk about the Flash today. Let's not. No. Let's not ruin, ruin the mood already. Um, but yeah, we might as well get straight into it then. Um, before we start getting the scores on the board, um, how big a relationship do you have with these two movies? Do you watch both of them regularly, or is the one you watch more than the other? I have a great relationship with both of them. They're both five star movies in my eyes, um, and Civil War isn't as good as the Winter Soldier for me, but it is like a percent lower. And it's probably the Marvel film that I could rewatch the most, like just stick it on. Because even though it deals with a lot of stuff, it's a really easy watch. Um, With Batman vs Superman, obviously a little bit heavier and a little bit, we both watched the ultimate cut as well, which is the only way to watch Batman vs Superman. If you don't like Batman vs Superman and you've watched the regular theatrical cut, that's probably why. I watched it with my friend and he went from 
dis- really disliking hate in the film to afterwards being like, fuck, it's a five, it's a 10 out of 10. So it really does make a difference. But I have an undeniable love for that movie as well. So it's really hard for me to kind of put my scores together because to me, they're both 10 out of 10 movies, five stars. Um, so yeah, just a little bit difficult. Yeah, I um, was similar to your friend. I watched Batman versus Superman, the theatrical release, and I was really underwhelmed because not to spoil too much in later categories, but those two are two of my, especially especially Superman is my favorite like superhero of all time. Superman's potentially one of my favorite movie characters of all time. So like to see them then, I was quite underwhelmed with what I got. And then I watched the Ultimate Edition that Zack Snyder eventually released, and it's head and shoulders better than what we actually got. Movie, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we might as well crack straight on then. Um, we'll, we'll start with the opening, like I think we always do. Um, <laughs> always the best way to start at the beginning. Yeah, but we never end it with a close, apart from that time I forgot to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very, very true. That's very, very true. Before we, before we jump in, how confident are you that you're going to have different opinions to me this week? Um, I'm not that confident actually. I think we're gonna be I think we're gonna agree on a lot of stuff. But I feel like it's because I don't know whether it's me being bold, but I feel like it's because the opinions I've got on this feel like the only opinions. Like I feel Ooh. like you can't have another one, so that might be uh proven wrong. Yes, you know? very, very interesting. Okay. So, yeah, so what we'll do as we do with every one of the cinema showdowns is we'll go through 10 different categories that relate to both films and we'll debate each movie in those categories and then rate them um, out of 10, essentially, where the winner will get 10 and the loser can get anything less than 10. Usually a nine. <laughs> Often would be an eight, depending on how horrible I'm feeling. Um, any eights today? Do you know what? I don't. Spoiler, I don't have an eight. I don't have an eight. No, me neither, to be fair. It's a lot closer than um, usual, I think, because I like these... For- both these movies so much um but yeah we'll start with the opening then i'll go first with this one and then we'll just rotate between the, the categories as we usually do um so the batman versus superman opening is obviously it's it's really well done actually it's the bruce wayne's on like origin story told through the opening credits which is as someone who's seen bruce wayne's origin story and batman's origin story time and time again it was a nice way to just skip over it all and just get through the nitty gritty bits and really just get the bare bones of it um, and then that follows into obviously a flashback to Man of Steel and the reveal that Bruce was in Metropolis during Superman's fight with Zod and how it affected him and the people he knew which I love I love the way it opens like that and I love how it instantly sets up what will be Batman's motivations later on and his first-hand experience with Superman and the chaos he caused. It's almost like they were answering what fans hated about Man of Steel because fans hated the way that fight went on and the carnage they caused and like the lack of awareness Superman seemed to have for his surroundings and stuff. And it was like they responded to that by having Batman be like the fan, like saying, what the fuck's he playing at here? Um, yeah, you compare that with the MCU's Civil War opening um, I don't know why I just said MCU. That was, that's weird. Um, but yeah, you compare it to the Civil War opening where um, at the very beginning we see the Winter Soldier. It's, again, it's another flashback, but this one's to 1991 where the Winter Soldier completes a mission, runs a car off the road and seemingly kills whoever's in it. We don't know who it is at that point, um, but we see him complete a mission and then it quickly goes into the Avengers 
working together in Nigeria, um, tracking down what's he called? Frank Willow's character, Crossbones, um, tracking him down and trying to put stop his mission. And they eventually fail as he tries to explore, uh, kill himself and take Captain America with him by detonating a bomb that must be like strapped to his chest or whatever. And Scarlet Witch tries to divert the explosion, but accidentally it goes off halfway up that building. And I think they say it kills like 11 people, something like Condon. that. Yeah, well, Condon, like um, workers, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the very different openings, the Batman versus Superman one, it feels a little more poignant and calm, whereas the Civil War one, it's straight into the action. And I ummed and odd about this immediately. So the first category, and I was already torn, which was kind of a hint of where we were going after that. But I eventually went 10-9 in favour of uh, Civil War because I think the decision to have the Avengers fail immediately, it's the first time we'd seen them fail up until that point. We eventually do a, um Infinity War, but it was the first time we saw like a major failure on their behalf. Obviously, Sokovia as a whole could be classed as a failure with all the lives lost, but ultimately it was a success we've taken down Ultron. So I think seeing them fail in the manner in which they did and like Scarlet Witch's reaction and the way that played out throughout the rest of the film and the rippling effect it had throughout the story, I, I think it was just a great way to go into it. And also just seeing Crossbones back after, I thought he was. I thought we were done with him. And he's quite an interesting character. I like Frank Grillo as an actor. So that was a nice twist. And just getting that action and the, um, the sort of interactions between the Avengers again, it was just a nice way to jump straight into it. It was like feet first, we're, we're back where we want to be. Um, whereas the Batman versus Superman one obviously was a little slower, but it was more about Batman than it was um, anything else, which I don't mind, obviously. I love Batman, but yeah, I just think the fast-paced nature of the Civil War one was what won me over. I, you're going to have to change the score that I gave you before we <laughs> Matt's score. Because you started talking about it, and I was like... I'm going to change my score on this one. So I originally had 10-9 in favour of the Civil War, but fuck you. I'm really <laughs> 10 in favour of Batman versus Superman um, for reasons you went against it. So at least off the bat, we disagree. And so you'll be happy about that. We're not on the same page yeah. yet. I love Civil War. I love Civil War's opening. I think the Bucky thing, it, it sets up that um, Winter Soldier story, the multiple Winter Soldier story. And it isn't obvious until later you realise what the payoff is is to that opening scene it's really really well done and i love the way it's done it's like a really um somber and weird opening where obviously you get the controlling words the the freight car homecoming and all that kind of stuff and show how bucky was controlled and um, just a little bit more than you did in winter soldier and then obviously jumping straight into lagos where they're chasing down and it's still got that element of fun to it it still feels like a it just still feels like an action a marvel movie it felt it felt like avengers you know 2.5 and that's what everybody calls civil war and then it does go really dark really quick as soon as that building explodes but the reason i'm sticking my middle finger up and going uh 10-9 to batman versus superman is again especially with the ultimate cut which we watch is what we're going to base our thing off is is you've got that really like you said, poignant opening of Batman, and obviously it's it's a dream and what have you, but it's that backstory very quickly glossed over in a very beautifully shown fashion, and then you've got the symbolism of him floating up with the with the bats when they surround him. Um, but 
honestly the re- the main it's probably one of my favorite openings to a lot of superhero movies is because it's when we was watching it yesterday it was like this Batman, uh, man of steel shows it as that our oh, superhero fighting supervillain it's dead good it's like it's basically dragon ball z live action it's action-packed and everything and what batman versus superman does perfectly is flip it on its head and shows you no for everybody else this is like 9 11 times 2 this is 1822 this is like massive and um it's it's the kids in the street that are being like followed out after all the smokes it's like showing batman running into the, literally a building being destroyed uh, to show it and it's all the time it's setting up who this bruce wayne is the best bruce wayne the best batman um he's running into the rubble he's help is physically helping people lifting the lifting the girder off of that guy's legs saving the kid um watching up as all the buildings are being destroyed from a different perspective absolutely love it and then that for me that opening extends that first bit with superman as well where you see him the seeds of lex's plan get set up in the desert and it shows you a lot of lois a lot of superman a lot of how easily all these people can manipulate it so for me obviously batman versus superman is a much more serious film than civil war but for me all of that perspective that batman versus superman gives on a man of steel which is one of my favorite superhero movies just elevates it in a way that the flash didn't um but <laughs> it's like it's, it's that whole thing about having a new perspective that just elevates it for me in a, in a completely different way yeah that's fair enough i do think well, as long as it's fair after re-watching my batman versus superman this weekend i do think it would have been one of my first choices for best opening in the DC category carnage if I could do that over because I completely forgot about it. But um, you know what? Did we even? I can't even remember if we even um, if Batman vs Superman even came up in that. I've got me. It, it must have done. It must have done. There were no way we were taking like costumes and things. It was Batfleck's costume that got it. Yeah, yeah. There was no way it was getting left off the um, the board when we took some of the things we did. Um, I do think Civil Wars is probably one of the better MCU openings as well. Like, yeah. Out of- it is one of the better ones for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, we'll move on then to the story as a whole. And then after that, we'll go to the ending. But we'll go to the story as a whole first. Um, obviously, on the surface, both stories are fairly similar, where it's essentially about two of the franchise's leading heroes facing off with a villain somehow like masterminding the entire thing in Batman versus Superman. We obviously see at first Bruce's distrust of Superman as a, um, a hero anyway, and then Lex Luthor's overarching like influence on the story and the little ways he sets up the um, eventual meeting between the two. And it's just, it's interesting because it kind of feels like it, there's a, it's a good while before we really get into the action and they, they really hold off in anything between the guys, even interacting as Clark and Bruce for quite some time. And it feels more like, like a heavyweight boxing match by the time you get to it, because it really builds to it towards the end. Um, and it's for the most first, like half, at least it seems to be more about the uh, civilization's view of Superman as a figure and how Lex is influencing that and his um, business with the Senator, I think Senator Finch, I think she's called. Is that right? Name, but yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll go with that. We'll go Lex. with Senator. I actually think I wrote it down. Let me double check. Senator... Nope, I don't think... I... Oh, yeah, I did. It is Senator Finch. I was right. 
what's that was right. Um, cool. Yeah. And then obviously the big fight uh, that we eventually get and the motivations behind that and then uh, the introduction of other characters towards the end, which we'll touch on in a bit. Uh, and you compare that with the Civil War story, which is essentially that opening scene where the Avengers fail leads to this when you pair that with like the Sokovia stuff and it leads to the government trying to take control of the heroes and that's where the majority of like the split occurs and then that eventually plays off into Steve finding the Winter Soldier and more revelations about who was in the car at the beginning of the film, which obviously is revealed to be Tony's parents and then the fight that that leads to. It's just like one fallout after another. Um, but I think... I mean, I'm gonna let you go first. I don't know why I'm talking now. Um, so yeah, I'll let you take it away on how you scored them. I was just about to give my answer, and I was like, "Oh wait, no, it's not me." Well, um, they're both very similar in that a lot of everything that happens, well, everything that happens in Batman versus Superman is manipulated from Lex ever since the events of Man of Steel. Everything's revealed to be manipulated. All the hatred that Batman had is slowly been manipulated over the, it, I mean it says it near the end like I've been working for two years to hate this guy and it's all been slow build up manipulation so the the story feeling like a slow build up like really for me really works because it's like you said it's not just it's Batman's distrust of Superman but it's also Clark Kent slash Superman's distrust of the Batman like he's seeing him as a one-man army a one-man uh, judge jury and executioner and all that so in the again in the ultimate edition, um, you see Clark investigate and see the kind of impact that the Batman has. Um, whereas on Bruce's side, he's seeing the lack, I wouldn't say lack of responsibility that Superman has, but he's being is being fueled by this these manipulations that Lex has been given. And then on the flip side of Civil War, you've got. Um, Zemo taking the opportunity of the Accords and everything like that to manipulate, you know, making it look like Bucky, who's the one in um, that's the villain that's um, getting that's tricking Cap and Tony to fall against. He's, he's essentially trying to destroy them from the inside, and what he wants is ultimately in the end to kill everybody, the, the Winter Soldiers, but to br destroy the um, Avengers from the inside. And he does that by constantly manipulating a situation until they can you can show Tony that it was Bucky that killed parents because he knew that Cap would defend Bucky and then that caused the fight. It's both plans from Lex and uh, Zemo both fall heavily on coincidence and luck. Um, Lex is a little bit stronger which is why I went 10-9 in favour of story for Batman versus Superman because I think if you watch Civil War there's so much that Zemo's not in control of that when it goes in Zemo's direction it's kind of like well that's lucky for Zemo that they followed him like what if Iron Man had stopped Captain America at the, at the airport and arrested him like what was his backup plan for there and you know what if Bucky and Cap got away after you know the Germans invaded the flat and everything whereas when it's all revealed at the end all the way up to um, the doomsday reveal at the end where Doomsday comes out that's all planned, like that was Lex's backup plan, not just his backup plan but his end game, have those two weaken each other or have Batman kill Superman so nobody can then stop Lex so I think it's just a lot more tightly written though obviously Civil War is a lot more fun 
a lot more rewatchable because of its lighthearted and funness. It didn't feel like it had stakes as much as Batman versus Superman did because I didn't go into Batman versus Superman expecting spoiler Superman to die. Whereas I went into Civil War thinking nobody's going to die. Maybe Zemo, but nobody's going to die. So, you know, I just think stakes are really important in a big story like that. And like, the biggest casualty out of Civil War was Rhodey not being able to walk and a, and a bit of a broken friendship, whereas the biggest casualty out of Batman versus Superman was Superman being dead. Yeah, <laughs> and, until the very next film. And the... That's not... Don't, don't start shit with me. But um, mourning, and then the world mourning and realising that obviously all this had been manipulated. So, yeah, that's why I went 10-9 in favour of Batman vs Superman, because it is a better story, I think. Yeah, I actually agree with you on this one. I'm hoping it's the, f- the first of very few times we agree. But, uh, yeah, I went with the same, because I think the MCU, the, the formula that we saw in Civil War, and it's the quips, it's the action, the non-stop action, the plot, the... I wouldn't say plot holes, but you've it's over like it overlies on look like um the way certain things happen it just like you said with Zemo like stuff like that he had it was it wasn't like a master plan in the end because of the way things had to come together without his doing for him to actually be successful um and I think the slow build in Batman versus Superman and the the way like I said earlier it, it builds slowly to the two facing off I think it was much um more well done and for all the criticism it's got, I quite like the serious dark tone of um, Zack Snyder's two movies, and I think it fit the bill for the way the Three. world saw Superman. Three and movies. I think, yeah, but I know, but I mean, up until this point, okay. we'll, we'll we'll do the Snyder cut eventually because that's fucking. Now, wait, can we just when we do the Snyder cut, we just not compare it to another movie. We'll just talk about that for two hours. We can compare it to Justice League and see what happens. Deal. That might really for the only time we agree on every category, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I really like the story for both movies. I think the stuff we book is really well done. Um, getting to see a bit more of like the toll it took on him and stuff like that because, like you said, in Winter Soldier, it felt very surface level, and we got to see a bit more in this, which um, I appreciate because up until that point, it felt Bucky was very 2D. Um, and they hadn't really explored the character much. I mean, they still really haven't, apart from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which did it very basic. Um, whereas Batman vs Superman, you said again with the Ultimate Edition, getting to see Clark Kent act as a journalist, I, I, that's what I like. That I like seeing him work, and I like seeing like in the new the Batman specifically, where Bruce acts a de- as a detective. I like seeing that sort of stuff. So I appreciate those sorts of things. Um, but I really just really really like the focus on how the world views Superman and the way he's seen as almost like a pariah. Like, it it works for me. Like I said to you, and we'll speak about it more, Superman is my favourite superhero ever. And when people talk about him as if he's this boring, overpowered Boy Scout, it's like, no, there's so much, like, into that character that I don't think people realise. And it was explored really well in this movie. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. I went 10-9 as well. I really like, like, re-watching it yesterday. Like... There's loads of people trying to tell him, like Lois and his mom and everybody, that's trying to tell him that he is good and he is wanted and the world loves him and like he, like he has the respect to people. But because of the things he's doing wrong, 
all the consequences that he can't control or the things that he isn't able to do. He beats himself up and he... Um, that's this part of that Zack Snyder Superman that I love, that he wants to be all good, but he can't be. He wants to be able... Like, he can't see... It's almost like he can't see the, the good stuff because he's missed the bad stuff. And as a manager, I relate to that. But, I mean, you know me, I'm very self-hating, but, like... Just rewatching it again because it's been it's been I think Batman vs Superman. It's been a couple of years since I watched, and this is the first time watching it with my friend who was. It was almost like it was, it was elevated because I was watching him see a new version of this film as well, and him actually seeing that he loved it as well. So it was it was great, and it was seeing all these new bits like the the Superman self doubt and self hate and stuff, which I get I get why people want a Marvel-esque type Superman. They want that Christopher Reeve, but for me, this story, Batman vs. really cemented to me why Henry Cavill's Superman deserved more than back of the headshots in the shadows, shitty CGI. Yeah, I think the what works so much about this is it's the most human I think Superman's ever felt as well. Um, don't get me wrong, like I said, I love Christopher Reeve's version, and I think that will always be the version that I first think of when I uh, think about Superman. But I think Cavill Superman is so massively underrated now by fans who wanted just that cookie-cutter, bubblegum version of the character where it was nice to see something different. Like I saw I saw a quote by, is it David Curran Sweet? Is that his name? The new guy, yeah. Yeah. He was like, Superman's at his best when he's having to struggle with the reality of, like consequences and stuff like that and he's at his best when he shows he has a human side and I'm like so why are we hiring this guy we've got Cavill yeah I think um if you start in a universe though Cavill's what like 40 now it makes sense to go younger but um I agree some of my favorite Superman stories are the ones where he deals with all sorts of things like Superman for all seasons there's a lot of self-doubt in that book which I fucking absolutely adore and one of my favorite moments from any Superman movie ever is just where he rings Martha Kent in the middle of the night and she's like is everything away and he just says like hi because and it's something I think I especially can relate because I'm a mummy's boy and I know my mum sometimes watches this so if you are mum I love you but um like just where you, just ringing your mum just to talk to her because you need to talk to your mum like it it works so well it's nice to see that vulnerable side of him I think whereas I love Reeve and apart from the bit in the third um Christopher Reeve Superman film where you get the evil version it's very rare that you see that sort of vulnerable side to him so I always appreciate a different take um, we'll move on then to the best ending Okay. Um, I thought we were just going to move into the two leads considering how much we just talked about Superman <laughs> no we probably should have done but we'll do ending first and then we'll go on to that um, but yeah the best ending I'll go first obviously you've already hinted at it with the Batman versus Superman ending All out of nowhere essentially um, we get the big fight between the two guys um, and then Doomsday shows up which I couldn't remember if it was actually a th- something like audiences were aware was going to happen beforehand but then I rewatched the trailers and saw it was in the trailer um, Yeah, it was a bit of an out, out, like, outrage actually because like they were showing everything in the trailers and Zack Snyder was like well, I, I don't get any control of why you wouldn't have seen him, you wouldn't have seen a very special woman that appears in the trailers and in the movie, you know. So I remember there being a bit of an outcry that, like, 
for God's sake, why are you showing so much? Like we know everything now, and it would have been great yeah. if we didn't know that kind of stuff. Yeah, Sorry. I think those it would have it would have impacted the end, and even in the theatrical version, I think it would have had a much better effect on audiences if that was all a surprise. Um, but yeah, we see Doomsday obviously, and that leads to, as you said earlier, the death of Superman, um, and then after that. It's surprising actually, because on the surface I don't really think about it. But when I rewatched it yesterday, I noticed after Superman's death, there's like another like 20, 25 minutes, which is just where the world deals with the fact he's gone. Um, and then you compare that to the Civil War ending, which is obviously the big showdown between Bucky, Cap, and Iron Man, um, and the fight they those guys have. And then obviously Steve has to go into hiding because of his actions helping Bucky. Um he sends the letter to Tony, which is quite a nice touch. It's uh, obviously it serves as like a, um, a voiceover. Uh, he eventually saves his crew from that awesome underwater prison, which what a genius it. idea. Yeah, no, it's not, but it should be. It's a genius idea that because no one's breaking out of that prison. Uh, but that's that's that was a great touch. And then obviously in the mid credits, which I'm counting, we see um, oh, yeah. Steve uh, Wakanda with. Bucky and we get to that first little reveal of Wakanda um, so yeah they're both very very different endings one chooses to be way more light hearted than the other um, but I actually went 10-9 in favour of Batman versus Superman you're going to hate me uh, did you not? that's surprising us. Although, you're going to hate me because we're agreeing <laughs> yeah I, it's fucking perfect like, like I said Superman's my favourite character so seeing the world mourn him and seeing how important he is I mean, that stuff works wonders with me. Um, I think the death of him came out of nowhere, and I don't know, I still don't know really how I feel about it because it felt a little rushed. And then, like, to do it in his second appearance, it, at that point it was like, well, he's obviously coming back, whereas I think if they'd have done it three, four, maybe five movies down the line, which obviously we didn't get in the end, but he didn't know that at the time, it might, it must, it might have felt more like, oh, shit, like this guy's done. Whereas at the time it was like, well, I mean, he's obviously coming back. So it didn't have the same effect that I think it could have done. Um, but I think it was really well done. I like the um, Wonder Woman showing up, might as well say her name now. Um, when she shows up in that fire, that's a really exciting moment. And that's probably one of the best moments in the DCEU um, as a whole for me, just that scene where she shows up. The music plays when she saves Batman from Doomsday. I think it's fucking so well done. Um, seeing the world mourn Superman. I like what's um, like all done in that bit when she drops down in the if the trailers hadn't spoiled it this is my I'm going to get into this argument with somebody else as well but if the trailer hadn't spoiled it and we kept seeing this woman turn up because before the film came out it was announced that she was playing Wonder Woman and Diana Prince and all that but throughout that film you could if they did a fake casting and said right she's playing Vicky Vale and the Batman's love interest you would have gone through that whole film thinking Vicky Vale until the end when he you kind of see the photo and stuff which they could have cut but if it does make sense to keep it in there but when she drops and stands in front of the beam that's about to kill Batman you immediately because you've had the shot of Superman kind of being regenerated in space and you immediately think it's Superman and then the music fucking kicks in and you're like this ain't fucking Superman it's, it's such a world moment yeah th imagine that as a surprise man it would have been unbelievable um, that would have been on the level for me, I think, with like Toby and Andrew returning in No Way Home. Um, it's a shame they ruined it, really. Um, but yeah, I think because of 
all that stuff and seeing like how the world reacts to Superman's death. And it's really emotional at the end. We get the two different funerals running um, at the same time and we're seeing them play out um, at the same time. It's, I think it's so well done. And the only thing I've got an issue with is that end bit where you see the soil start to float above. I don't understand yeah. that because it doesn't play into the next one at all. Like it doesn't, I don't understand it. And have to go, they were going to go one way and decided to go another. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense. Um, I might have to rewatch. I've watched Zack Snyder's Justice League four times. But I might, when I'm doing a re, I'm going rewatch because we watched it. Obviously, Batman vs Superman, and then it was like, yeah, we need to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League now. Um, so I might, when I rewatch it, I'm going to keep an ear out because some people have said that they kind of addressed the, like there might have been some kind of residual power or something that's the reason. But that, I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. Not really. No. But no, we're, so we're agreeing 10-9. Um, yeah, I think Civil War, for me, the ending really starts, and it's a great quote. Um, that I didn't want to get it wrong. And he says, um, Captain America says, Tony didn't know. And Tony says, I don't care, he killed my mum. And then fucking whacks him and goes straight after him. It's fucking dire. And that's when the, the fight... Like we need to, we need like we're going to talk about action a bit later, but we need to talk. Oh no, I'll we'll, I'll wait, I'll wait because we've got a specific category for that. Um, but that's why I've tried to avoid talking too much about yeah, it. Yeah. So we've got the fight, and then you kind of it just kind of ends. And I do like, I do like the Black Panther stopping Zemo like from killing himself, and I like the reveal that it's a voice message and not he's not actually talking to his wife and kid and whatever. and but it kind of just goes from that to I do, I do love the bit when Tony Stark's walking around the uh, the raft and uh, Hank uh, not Hank Pym uh, Scott Lang says uh, Hank Pym said you can never trust a Stark and he's like who are you and he's like oh, come on man but it it's it's tough because even walking around like he starts I know Tony at that point is going like. Um, oh no, this is when, uh, that was way earlier that was way earlier, sorry, I'm getting my timeline mixed up, Cap goes and saves him, doesn't he um, but while I'm still thinking about it, because I will forget you know what my memory is like, I do like I just don't think, this, this is why I'm saying there's no stakes in the film, because it's even like straight away, when they're in prison like, Falcons just they're cool, they're just chatting so all the way, it didn't feel like stakes even at the end, like when when Cap sends in the uh, letter and he's like, hey, if you ever need me, I'll be there. And he smiles and he's like, yeah, we're still... It just kind of goes from, you killed my mum, you've just nearly beaten me to death. I've just nearly tried to kill your best friend and whatever. And then it's like, oh yeah, but we're still friends. Yeah, and I don't think it helps that all the rest of the characters on either side are still quite evidently friends as well. There's obviously that moment between Black Widow and Hawkeye when they say, are we still okay? <laughs> Like it's clear that the guy there's there's obviously not going to be any long term effects between anyone uh, in the team. So yeah, I know what you mean. No, I think and even like um, Wonder and Vision, like the no consequence. Next time you see them, they're lovers, hmm. and the next time you see everybody, they're just friends again. Uh, there's no animosity at all, which is for me it's the safe route. Whereas Batman versus Superman. Fuck, there's so much bits about it that just break me. They like when um, Diana turns up at the end and uh, Batflex, like uh, the circus is down up north or down east or whatever, and 
because he's at the real funeral and having like Clark's body actually with his parents rather than in like the state funeral and stuff and like they're saying they don't know how to mourn him so they're mourning him as a soldier and all of that kind of it it's it's brilliant all the the really slow pan out with um all the people with candles and it shows you like uh, if you seek his monument look around you like just gets me every time um yeah i was i was going to ask you do you think how, how on earth did he get around this throughout the world finding out clark kent was superman like, how do they explain where the body is? And how do they explain that Clark Kent's body's got that giant fucking hole in it? Well, there's, um, there's, well, I imagine Batman's got something to do with it. Yeah, probably. There's obviously the shot in the Daily Planet where it says Clark Kent was killed trying to report on it, which is yeah. so funny to think. They just thought Clark was there on fucking front line writing out an article. Which is funny in a couple of years' time when he's alive and well, he's like, oh, no, Superman's back. Yeah, oh, Superman, yeah. What? he was traveling same yeah. time like oh yeah that makes sense like well re-watching this one and i kind of hope they would have addressed it in whatever justice league movies we never got but there's the moment with um early on where you kind of click that lex knows that both bruce and clark are superman and batman and then there's the bit where she's like i need a chopper to go where the fight is and he's like, no, blah, 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 we can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, it's not for work. And there's that look on Lawrence Fishburne's face, Perry White's face. And you're like, it's kind of like the uh, Aunt May in Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's, you could easily believe that he knows as well. And he's just, he doesn't care. Same, you know, like, same like with the theories of J. Jonah Jameson. Like, he doesn't care because he genuinely cares for Clark and Lois and wants Superman to succeed and stuff. So I always kind of like use that headcanon to say well it doesn't matter because there are there are people that know i i always subscribe to the theory as well that people in smallville know that clark is superman like there's the ihop guy from man of steel who's at the funeral and the and the the uh, priest who does the funeral who was in man of steel as well and i always kind of feel and hope that it, they always kind of knew and I think for me that helps that like four seasons type story where people just love and respect both Clark and Superman enough to not let the secret slip. So, so yeah, like there's a lot of there's a lot about that Batman versus Superman ending that really chokes me. The bit where he's like, uh, Clark shipped it here because he wants it to be a surprise and it's an engagement ring, and and Bruce. Ah, oh, one thing about the story because I'm getting excited now. One thing about the story that I didn't touch on is the the nightmare scene. Because I can't believe we skipped over that. That is fantastic, and it's played so well when you realise that when you see the flash afterwards, he's like, um, you were right about him, you were right about him. And obviously from Bruce's point of view, it's like, I'm right about him because I think he's evil. But then the flash says, I think I'm early, I think I'm early. Literally, if he came a day later, which is probably when he was supposed to be, supposed to be it's you're right about him is good and that kind of thing so even like things from the future like small story points have triggered the story to go a different way it's just such a well-crafted movie that just gets me every time yeah that nightmare stuff it just infuriates me that i see that and i'm like why couldn't i have got so much of that like when he's like lois is the key and stuff it's so good like it's so so good well the plan for justice league 2 was allegedly supposed to be like an episode of Lost, one half of it is 
modern day and the other half of it is the future when Darkseid has won and it's like an alternate future type thing. So And instead we got we got Justice League. I know. <laughs> I know. Thanks. It's worth crying over. Um but we've spoken about them enough. We'll go on then to the best duos. So obviously, like we said earlier, both films are about two different mainstay superheroes in each franchise facing off Batman versus Superman, as it says on the tin, is Batman and Superman, whereas yes. Civil War is Captain America and Iron Man. Um, so I'll, you'll go first here then. I think that's right, but there's been three. Yeah, so it's you first this time. Um, so yeah, which which duo do you did you rate higher than the other? The best. Okay, well, one film does have genuinely the best MCU character in it. Um, but I, we're not talking about them yet. So if we're just talking about out of the, the duos, it is, let's be honest, it is the best two two of the best two characters in the MCU. It's Iron Man who, no matter what they do, no matter what they try, they can't replace him. And the same can be said about Captain America. It's just two perfectly casted roles um who play them perfectly they you can't look at them without thinking yeah these are these characters these define them um and then with batman versus superman for me it's my favorite superman and my favorite batman in one movie so i'm gonna be a dick <laughs> and i couldn't do it so i went 10 10 <laughs> god fucking same <laughs> I was sure we wouldn't agree on fuck because if we both 10 10 the same round, that's crazy. You know what? The um, when you were telling me about what the podcast was about, it's like we're gonna fight. I'm like, most weeks we don't really fight, yeah, but no, like both like I'm on for the first time in the MCU outside of Age of Ultron, where it's not really that deep either. For the first time, you see him be like, I don't give a fuck, like. He's angry. He's he's been kicked down a lot, and the first time seeing Cap as a criminal as well, and how he handles that, and his loyalty is being tested and pushed, trying to do the right thing, and whilst still trying to maintain his loyalty to his friends and everything. They've both done really, really well, and they both act the shit out of that movie. Um, but so does Cavill and, and Affleck, where. I mean, out of the gate, opening scene with the with the destruction of Metropolis, it's like, well, this is the Batman I I'm in love. And then when you see him training later on, I'm even more in love when he's beating that massive tire with a hammer, uh, mallet. Um, and then with, again with Superman, that the balancing of responsibility versus like what he wants to do or what he needs to do. And just balancing that morality of everything that he does. Who like there's a line of it is who gets to decide, like who is he to decide who gets to live and die. And you can really see, and like I, I get a lot of people say I don't like the dour Superman, I don't like grumpy Superman or whatever. But within the context of the story that's being told, it makes perfect sense because he's still at that point in his life where he's trying to balance and figure out. The, mor- the morality of everything that he's doing and then Batman's just an angry motherfucker because he's been manipulated into being an angry motherfucker and you can see the loss in every action he does and you can see the loss like with the with the Robin and and 
with his parents still weighing heavy and all the stuff happening in Gotham. It is, there's that line from uh, Jeremy Irons as uh, Alfred that, you know, there's power turns good men cruel. And that's the def like definition of that Batman up until obviously they shout a certain mother's name, um, which on rewatch, still don't still don't find a problem with it it makes sense uh but we can talk about that in a minute if you want but you if you want to talk about why you uh, agree with me again yeah um for me it was quite simple like as i've said superman is just the number one movie character maybe just any fictional character like i just i can't quite point to it's how much like the the character means to me and even though Henry Cavill isn't my favourite Superman, any version of Superman is still a fucking like that we've had is still a great Superman to me, I don't think I've ever seen one and been disappointed, mostly because I haven't watched The Adventures of Lois and Clark with Dean Cain but everyone else that I've watched I've liked so I'm avoiding that one on purpose Where and like you said Batfleck is my favourite version of Batman in live, like there's not been a live action Batman that I prefer I think everything about him was just perfect. He played the older version so well. Um, and on the surface, and I've, this was one way I was thinking, like, I had it in my head, it was going one way, all the way through, and I had it 10-9 in favour of these guys because of it being my favourite version of Batman and it being Superman who just... Those two are my favourite comic book characters with maybe, like, The Flash. Um, but... I think with it being the only real live action version of Iron Man and the definitive live action version of Captain America, it's that franchise wouldn't be where it was without those two playing those roles. And they are probably the biggest stars in the MCU. Like those characters are head and shoulders above like almost everyone. And almost it's hard everyone. to imagine. Who are? Almost everyone. There's one guy with a better hour there. Oh, good God. Not a chance. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the it's hard to imagine anyone playing those characters, whereas we've seen so many different versions of Superman and Batman. So I think these two being like the definitive versions, it was hard to, to go against them. So yeah, I unfortunately agreed with you and went 10-10 as well, which I don't do very often. And I thought for sure I'd have been alone on that one. But yeah, we somehow agree. Keeps happening more and more often. You should, get, you should be getting worried. Oh, no, it's terrible. Um, we'll move on then to the villains. Oh, I don't. Sorry. I don't think we'll have this the same. Actually, you said you like every incarnation of Superman you watched. What about? Um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Who who's in Twenty One Jump Street? Who plays Superman in the Lego Movie? I've not seen the Lego Movie. Have you not seen the Lego? Movie? Well, I a really hard pitch then. I'm a dead defensive. Have you not seen the Lego Movie? <laughs> Never seen it. Oh, fuck! It's gonna bug me though. So. You carry on, I'm going to get his is it, name. Is it not, is that that Zach Galifianakis guy, is it? No, he plays a Joker in the Batman movie. Oh, does he? No, he's in 21 Jump Street, Jonah Hill and... Channing Tatum. Yeah, how did I blank on Channing Tatum? Yeah, Channing Tatum plays... Channing Super Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> he plays Superman, and um, Jonah Hill plays Green Lantern, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, but no, I've not seen it, so I can't attest to his performance. But everyone else I've seen, I love. He is a good Superman. Um... But yeah, we'll move on to the villains then. You've obviously got Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor slash Doomsday. I don't know if we should include Doomsday because it felt quite... Who are you, who are you, who's you saying the villain for Civil War? 
Oh, um, see now. Yeah. Yeah, then I would say just just Lex Luthor. Just just Lex Luthor, yeah. Yeah. Um, Doomsday is just kind of like an extension of well, he is Luthor's blood, so. Yeah, and is he really a villain? He's just acting on animal instinct, and it? it's like if he's to put a lion in town center. He's not a villain. He's just doing what he does. Um, whereas Luthor's an evil motherfucker. Um, but yeah, they're both they're both quite good villains in the sense that they both technically win. Like yeah. Zemo does bring about the crumbling of the Avengers for a while. They're only brought together eventually because of Thanos, and it's like get your shit together, boys. When it saw this art, whereas Lex doesn't have Batman's head by the end, which he clearly wanted at one point, but he did force them to fight. He did cause Batman nearly to kill Superman, and then it eventually the introduction of Doomsday did lead to Superman's death, so it felt like they both won in a certain way. Um, and the way they both kind of manipulate the characters is really well done, and they're both portrayed as very smart people, but I think... Here we go. If Jesse Eisenberg was playing any other character, it'd be great, but it's not oh. Lex Luthor. It's fucking not Lex Luthor. There's no chance. Like, after watching... Smallville and seeing like Michael Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor, it's it's like a it's like a child. So I, I can't I like it as anything else, but I can't I can't take to it as Lex. So I went ten nine in favour of Zemo. I can't do it. You son of a bitch! I thought I genuinely thought you would have the balls. I don't like it. Well, I mean, yeah, I went ten nine in favour of Batman vs Superman. So. Uh... <laughs> Because I love, I love this Lex Luthor. It's, I mean, you take into account the time the film came out, and it was all the rise of like social media and all that kind of, all these like, like young tech billionaires um, and eccentric tech billionaires as well, um, and like Zuckerberg and what have you. And I kind of see this Lex as the pre-Lex to what we're used to and what we know. Same as like Superman's going for a journey and Batman's going for a journey. This is Lex's journey. And I would actually disagree that Lex wins because in the end, he realises that what he's done has bigger consequences in that he's rang the bell that would bring Darkseid eventually to Earth. Um, You know, ding, 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 ding at the end of the at the end of the film. And I like all that. I like the eccentricities. I like that kind of um all that all that part characterization of this this version of Lex Luthor. And then I imagine we would have got if it had all come to went to plan, we would have got the Lex that we know and love. But this like early one, the very still very, very smart, but in the end very naive to play with things outside of his control. So the thing about I love about Lex is that he he thinks he can control a god. He thinks he can make a god bow to him, which he does in the end. But then he obviously starts. There's the there's the scene where he says um, Prometheus flew too close to the sun when he's talking to Zod, and that's why he was defeated. Um, but he does the exact same thing. He he could if he, he could have left it, um, but he now knows that with his actions is is rang the bell that, that would bring Darkseid and would ultimately bring destruction of Earth and Lex would be under his control and all that kind of stuff with all that knowledge that he gained. So in the end I I really like this version of Lex because it is it shows that 
whilst he's really, really smart and he's superman, his plan is way better. It's way more thought out. It's way more brutal stealing the bit where he shows Superman the the Polaroids of his mum, like right fucked up. It's a lot darker. Whereas Zemo is just kind of there, look based, and the one thing that Zemo really does that does anything to the movie for, for me has any impact is sh- like playing the video at the right time to trigger Iron Man, um, which is why again why I went ten nine in favour of Lex because. The entirety of Batman versus Superman feels like Lex is pulling the strings from beginning to end, whereas Zemo just kind of feels tangentially involved. Now, if we was including uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where we get the dancing meme, then maybe Zemo would have would have topped out. But yeah, that's why I went in favour of Lex. But I understand. I do understand. As I'm not a huge DC fan or a big Superman fan, other than these movies. I do understand why people don't like this, like because he is very, very over the top. Yeah, and I think when you compare it to, like I said, the Smallville's version of the character, or even like Clancy Brown's portrayal in like the Superman the animated series, Lex is typically always quite a stocky man, and mm-hmm. and it feels reasonable when he puts on the big suit of armor and he goes out and he like goes toe to toe with heroes, whereas. You can't imagine, even like you said, we might get that version eventually, but Jesse Eisenberg will never cut an imposing figure. Um, but he's not the only one. I don't think Gene Hackman was that great as Lex Luthor either. Um, as much as I don't like, is it? I think it's in Justice League, as much as I don't like Justice League, um, there is that after credit scene where he is on a boat with the suit, with the people around him, standing there, with like sitting there with like a, an air of power. And that, bit, that kind of Lex, I think, is what we could have got and under the direction of Zack Snyder, probably a lot better than what Joss Whedon would have given us. But, yeah, in this film, yeah, I understand why people might not like him. There, I also uh, think, though, um, there's a part of me at the end of Civil War that kind of sympathises and almost can see where Zemo's coming from with the death of his family. I think that's always important for a villain as well. Mm. For them to ultimately believe what they're doing is right, and for me to kind of, like, for you as the viewer to kind of see where they're coming from, whereas I think Lex, it was just like pure evil type of shit. Um, Which is more villainous, if you ask me, and would (laughs) probably score more on a villain scale. Absolutely not. If only only we were judging villains, oh wait. No, I do do get, and I always kind of wished that they'd confirmed, I know it's a fan theory for a while, but that Zemo had manipulated the woman at the beginning to show Tony Stark the picture, but it was never really confirmed. Um, because that would have felt like it was a bit more planned out, like tripping thing, like tripping the wire, starting the fire kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, it's fine. We don't have to agree on everything, and I'm no, pretty sure. Thank you, God. I'm pretty sure you prefer it that way. Yeah. Um, so we touched on a few of them already. So next we'll discuss the supporting cast because both movies are quite stacked. Like you said, Civil War is referred to as Avengers 2.5 because of just how many of the uh, franchise's big heroes are in it. We've got like Scarlett Johansson as uh, Black Widow. We've got Elizabeth Olsen's uh, Scarlet Witch back. We've got Vision. We've got Rhodey as um, uh, War Machine. I forgot his name for a second. We've got Anthony Mackie as Falcon. We've got uh, that guy, yeah. Whatever his name is. Um, Come on, man. At least give him the respect to say his name. Hawkeye. Yeah, we've got, we've got Hawkeye. We've got... Um, Spider-Man, 
which is an incredible introduction to the character. Um, we've got Black Panther's introduction as well. We've got Ant-Man. Like, it's so stacked. And then DC have obviously, with Batman vs Superman, got quite a decent uh, cast of characters as well. We've obviously got Wonder Woman in her first appearance. I'm not sure I'm going to count the cameos of the rest of the Justice League because they're like one scene. Apart from, I guess, I'll give you the Flash because that nightmare scene is quite pivotal and he shows up for a little bit and he's one of the most supported characters in the franchise. Um, you've got Lois Lane, Amy Adams, Lois Lane. Like you said earlier, Lawrence Fishburne is Perry White. We've got... Kevin Costner's back. Yeah, for that one scene. We've got Diane Lane as Martha Ken. We've got the awesome cameos of Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne and Lauren Co- Cohen, I think she's called, as Martha Wayne. Um, who, right. Sorry. Who? I, whatever you say about The Flash, but do you not think it would have been better if it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan as yeah. Thomas Wayne? And yeah. we, we saw, we finally get to see her as the Joker rather than, oh, it would have been yeah, that's the biggest issue is <laughs> I like Michael Keaton as Batman, but Not you movie. cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan in that role. It felt nailed on from minute one what the plan was. Like to, to, Well, it was, the, it was the plan, but... Yeah, so to go in a different direction feels unforgivable. Like, he, it could have been like the comedian, but as Thomas Wayne. Um, but yeah, the... The one thing I'll say about the Batman vs Superman cast is they absolutely butchered Jimmy Olsen. I don't know what the fucking thought process was in having that weird CIA guy with Jimmy Olsen. Um, I didn't like that. So on top of our stacks, both were... Am I first now? I don't remember anymore. Who was first? You're first. I'll let you go first this time. No, it's seventh, isn't it? So it's your turn. I went on... I can't remember. I'll go anyway. Yeah, uh, It has to go to Civil War. <laughs> 10 9 to Civil War. You can't argue it. Because if I I can say as much as I want about Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, we've we've already we've got that out of the way. Gal Gadot is only ever good in anything when it's directed by Zack Snyder, I've decided. Any other film she's in, terrible. I will give Wonder Woman one. She gets that. That's Patty Jenkins. But I will also say Zack Snyder was heavily involved in that film. So she gets a pass on that one. Um, and everybody else kind of feels it. They, they are input. Amy Adams is fantastic in that movie, but I feel that I would be lying to myself and doing myself dirty if I didn't give a best supporting cast to the film with Hawkeye in it. Do you know what I mean? I can't. I can't defend myself if I. I'd have no self-respect left. But also, he's got fucking everybody. He likes Tom Holland's first appearance as Spider-Man. Chadwick Boseman's rest in peace first appearance as Black Panther. Uh, Bucky, who is technically supporting casting our categories, who very integral and amazing in the story. William Hurt as General Ross. You've got Martin Freeman as um, also Everett Ross. Everett Ross, yeah. Um, Sharon Carter, yeah. Um, you've got you know Sam Wilson. Um, you've got everybody, and it's you can't argue that cast. And what going back to what I was saying earlier about Wonder Woman. Imagine, uh, announced Black Panther, cool, that's fine. But ima- imagine not knowing Spider Man was going to be in this movie. Like imagine no. it. Like yeah, it wasn't why it was in trailers because it was going to leak anyway because of studio deals and all that kind of stuff. But if you had either Black Panther as a surprise 
or Spider-Man Surprise, it would have made that film so much better. Yeah, like, they, they messed up with that. Yeah, if it was if Spider-Man just shown up, if it when he said Queens, I know without a shadow of a doubt. If I didn't know that Spider-Man was going to be in that movie, if, as soon as I saw the word Queens, I would shit myself, and I would. <laughs> but unfortunately, it wasn't. It, I mean, it broke the it broke the internet in that trailer, but it's a it's a phenomenal cast. There you go, first one of the day, phenomenal cast, and um, it's you can't argue it. Although some some of the performances through the film do feel a little bit off, you can't deny the absolute powerhouses of of that cast. Where I do think the cast of Batman vs Superman did a better job at acting but in terms of the supporting cast yeah it's so stacked you can't argue it and just to drive the point home one of the best performances in that film is by Mr. Jeremy Renner absolutely not a chance <laughs> he he really sells it and no the bit you know the bit when he like come on we gotta go and he runs off and then he turns around and she's still there and he does that little jog back to being like what you come on man what are you doing just gets me every time I love him I love him I agree, though. I went 10-9 in favour, so it is too big a cast to ever rate against it, to be honest. Um, the Batman vs Superman cast is good, though. I think Diane Lane as Martha kind of does a fantastic job in that one, uh, especially. Um, I think Jeremy, Jeremy Irons as Alfred's great. Um, oh, He's the best. Controversial opinion, though. I'm not that big on Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Because I think... I don't think it compares to... Margot Kidder in the original. I think there's just something much more likeable about that version of the character. And even Erica Durance in Smallville, who I think is, for my money, the best version of the character so far. I think Amy Adams' version isn't up to scratch. So not Nothing against Amy Adams. I think she's an incredible actress. I literally watched Enchanted the other night. Five out of five masterpieces. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just don't think that version of Lois rings true for me and I also like I said I hate what they did with Jimmy Olsen I don't understand that logic whatsoever like he's supposed to be one of the most important characters in Superman's yeah. world he's supposed to work with them, he's supposed to be one of his only his closest friends and they just, it was like a gag like oh this is Jimmy Olsen, he's dead I, I've never understood that Whereas, quite like the, uh, the Jimmy Olsen thing and then it's twisted into he's a CIA agent but yeah you take Jimmy Olsen out of future stuff I get that they probably would probably have gone the Batman's his best friend kind of route, um, but Jimmy Olsen is important. I do get that. Yeah, and it's it's not even just that. I think the Supergirl TV show they they Jimmy Olsen is quite a big buff guy. Um, yeah. It's like Jimmy's supposed to be this little dweeb. I don't understand what we're doing. I, I, that's one of the things I'm really hoping James Gunn nails is like get a good Jimmy Olsen again because he's important to Clark's character. Like he, he needs that sort of like humanity and that sort of like. Vulnerability. Yeah, it's like it's a guy that the world picks on and he's got Clark there. And it's not Superman that's always looking out for him. It's Clark who looks out for him. I think that's what he needs. Um, Give me... I, I really like the fan casting of Joe Keery as Jimmy Olsen. Um, yeah. Harrington from Stranger Things. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I saw um, a guy from Booksmart was fan cast or was actually rumoured to be in the running and that I've, I've only ever seen him in that but that worked well I think um, so yeah I went 10-9 in favour of Civil War as well um, no don't even start moving on because I'm 
give me five. I need to defend Amy Adams. You piece of shit. <laughs> what do you mean defend her? I just stuck up for it. Enchanted, wonderful film. In this movie, man. She's a great Lois Lane. And I think I, what I like about her is that she is Lois Lane in that she didn't she doesn't need Superman. Like she doesn't need him. She does everything she does and everything she like the way the story progresses, it all happens because she's the one who figures it out, not just Clark. And she is a reporter, she's a strong like female lead, and it's oh, I hate you. I hate you so much. I mean, you say she doesn't need him, but if she didn't have him. She'd have died in the opening scene. So I was about that. I mean, yeah, fair play. <laughs> and then she'd have died when Lex yeah. threw her off the building. But the reason, the reason she, the reason she would have died is because she was manipulated into that situation. And yeah, so super- and like any great character is gets manipulated. Uh, oh, always. like falling off a falling off a um, building because a helicopter's coming towards you. How fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, she's never, she's never tried to shoot, shoot Clark Kent to prove he's Superman. No, that's true. That's true. I'm she got to find out. I don't think I can get into it with you. All right, we'll move on then to uh, <laughs> the best costumes. And this one was an all-brainer for me. Um, the MCU has got some great costumes throughout. I think Captain America uh, different outfits are incredible. I think the Iron Man suits are incredible. Tom Holland's Spider-Man suit's great. I really like the Black Panther suit. I mean, I could go for everyone, but I simply can't be asked. Um, but Batflex's bat suit is the best we've ever seen. So I went 10-9 in favour of Batman. <laughs> just for that. I mean, the Superman suit's fine. It's a little dark in colour, I think. Um, it could be a little bit brighter. But Batflex, not even just one suit. There's like three different versions that we see throughout that are just fucking top-notch. And it's what I'd describe as like the perfect version of the character. So yeah, that was easy. I went 10-9. I could have gone 10-8, but I didn't do it this time. I like, I like how you like, I'm not even going to explain it. It's Batflip. That's the reason. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to tell, tell you. Like, I've been very vocal in the past for how much I love that suit, so. Well, when we did the, yeah, when we did Best Costume, it was Batflip that won for me. And then you got pissed off because you wanted to choose it too. So yeah. you, went, you went Aquaman. Um, I agree in the Batflex costume in this movie. Both armoured. I didn't used to like the armoured version, but watching it again this time, I was like, no, this shit's cool. Um, but his, his, when he's going out for the first time, he's all scratched to shit, and it's all marked up um, and dead tight and dead bulky. Uh, I do love that suit, but I don't... Wonder Woman suit's cool, but it just looks like a Wonder Woman suit like every other... I say incarnation because not just live action but cartoon and comics as well. Um, but yeah, Superman suit in this looks really fake, like he looks really rubbery and dead shiny, like really shiny, like it looks like um, fake muscles a lot of the time, um, which I'm sure some of it is. Um, but Civil War's costumes, I mean, you introduce Spider Man with two costumes. First, a homemade one, which is probably one of the best homemade versions of the costume. And then with the Stark suit, which is still my favourite Spider-Man. Oh, no, second favourite. I forgot about Andrew Garfield. Um, it's like the second favourite incarnation of the Spider-Man suit. Black Panther in his best suit. Uh, uh, Ant-Man's suit's fantastic. Hawkeye's Civil War suit is the best one he ever wears for any Marvel movie. Cap's suit is still perfect. This 
Iron Man suit was the right combination of that little bit too much technology, but still really bulky. Um, War Machines looks cool with all the, the stuff done on it. Scarlet Witch looks hot. Um, everybody just really looks perfect. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier look great too. All just, I think everybody's best costume for the characters in that movie are in this movie. Um, like, and they've all still got that. It's right before as well. And I was, again, I was speaking to it with Gav, my mate, who I watched uh, Batman vs Superman with. It's right before everything went nanotech. So when Black Panther takes off his helmet, he really takes it off and you can see it on clip. When the face mask pops off of Ant-Man after he's gone giant man, um, you can see like the wiring and the thing that keeps the head on. It's got a practicality to it rather than just, you know, upping and downing. Um, the helmet still kind of lift and come off when you do the Iron Man uh, part. And knowing that Spider-Man's suit is fully CGI in that movie, there's not a moment in that movie where Spider-Man's suit isn't CGI is mind-blowing because you would not be able to guess. There's a bit when he's on the floor when Tony Stark thinks he's dead and the face, the, the mask is half off his face. That looks really shit, but he wasn't wearing a mask in that scene when they filmed it. So I'm not going to argue against Civil War. You can't argue. Plus, I think it might be Iron Man's best look as well. It, yeah, I like those. That version. And it's a good point you mentioned about the practicality stuff. Like, I hate that it all went, push a button and the mask disappeared. I hate that shit. If the worst offender is if you slow down the scene in any scene in Quantumania when they tap his chest and it comes up, it doesn't even kind of like roll down. It just kind of, it's just, it's like a fade wipe in a in a scene transition. It just kind of fade wipes and it goes. It's It just looks cheap. Whereas I love the physical practicality of all of the costumes. Um, and again, Hawkeye's best costumes in this movie. So not saying much though, is it? That, that I do always like the uh, the the meme on the old internet where it's like just before they go on to do the airplane, uh, the airfield fight, the airport fight, sorry, and it's like okay, suit up, and then like do they get dressed in the back of the van? Are they just like they're putting the clothes on on the on, in the car park? I love it, but yeah, that's why I went ten nine in in favour of uh, Civil War because all those costumes are perfection fair enough well at least there's one we disagree on there you go um we'll move on then to the best i think we said overall action so essentially the fight scenes and all that sort of thing um because there's quite a few in both yeah usually when we do this sort of thing there's maybe one or two in the movies but it feels like especially in civil war it feels like it's non-stop fighting for the most part um but I'll let you go first on this one then. Um, this one was also tough for me to score, but I'll let you go first and hear your thoughts. I um, need to change my last score again because I was just thinking about it as we were, as you were talking earlier, and I'm going to change my score. So I, for the same reason you went for best costume, I'm going to go 10-9 in favour of Batman versus Superman for one scene and one fucking scene only. And you know what I'm about to fucking say. Yeah, it's when Batman fucking straight up Arkham Asylums, everybody in that uh, warehouse. Um, so absolutely wrecked shop. It's the best. Not only is it the best fight scene in that movie, but it's the best Batman action scene in any Batman movie that I've ever seen. 
and it will take a lot to top it. it is everything you need you've got the gadgets that stop the guns from working because of course that's how batman works he needs to you know counteract guns so he can fist hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat him he's got the guys the, the trickery where they think they're going to come through the door but they blast him through the thing but there's a great moment where he jumps up through the smoke and they still shoot him down because they've not seen him come through the smoke yet so he's able to get the jump on him um there's the absolute brutal as they're beating him down there's the guy that stabs him in the shoulder so he pulls it out and stabs him in the shoulder back oh it's fast paced it's brutal it's smart you can tell it's tactical there's, he's taking on like five or six people at once like counteracting and like fighting using his cape which is always good there's the moment where the guy shoots him in the back of the head and he's just like fucking whatever and knocks him out um all the way leading up to where he shoots the gas tank on kg beasts back and it blows up and he jumps and grabs martha and like jumps out the window as well it's it's perfection and civil war has got a lot of action scenes but nothing with consequence again other than the ending and the, we'll talk about that in a different category which is why i've not mentioned it i've kind of separated the endings the standoffs because we said we do that as a separate category um so if you take that out and look at all the other action, the rest kind of feels in Civil War a bit too, not bland, because bland's the wrong word, but not as exciting as it was in Winter Soldier, the last Cap movie. And you just, I don't like the fight in the airport when they're like, like the Black Widow and the Hawkeye bit, where it's like, we're still friends, right? And you clearly tell they're not trying to beat each other and stuff. I don't know, it just feels like there's no... It's not really fighting. It's just trying to hold each other off, which I know that's the, was the point of it. But for all this build-up, I was expecting a bit more. And it's still fantastic. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just not as good as what Batman versus Superman can bring to the table. I've uh, I've gone ten ten again. <laughs> I don't usually like to pull out ten ten, and I put out two in this. I pulled one. out. I pulled out one already. Yeah. The thing is. I really like the fight scenes in Civil War, and I think because of how many there are, it adds. That's what rates it so highly for me. I think the chase scene when um, the cat first finds Bucky, and then the um, I think is it the FBI or just like the police force show up, and then they they're fighting those guys in the building, and then they're on the run, and Black Panther shows up, and um, they're fighting him while he's kind of like clinging onto the back of the car and stuff. Um, that scene paired with the airport scene, which I really like, seeing Spider-Man fighting the MCU and taking on Captain America, taking on Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was really well done. Seeing Black Panther fighting everyone and telling Clint he didn't care when he tried to introduce himself, just top-notch stuff. Um, <laughs> and I, I like the opening fight scene as well with um, Crossbones. I think that stuff was really well done. And because there's so many, I really like... That's why I rate it so highly, whereas I think Batman versus Superman, just that warehouse scene alone, I can't not also give that a 10 because I think that's one of the best fight scenes in any superhero movie ever, and it's the best fight scene I've ever seen Batman in. It's the most realistic and genuine he's ever looked fighting, and one of my issues with a lot of films is when they're fighting more than one person, and it seems like everyone around them is just waiting 
for the next person to get beat up so they can jump in. So they're only ever really fighting one at a time. Whereas I think in that scene, it genuinely feels like Batman's fighting six or seven guys at once. And it doesn't feel like they're all just waiting out, like just stood there looking like idiots waiting to get their, their goal. Um, and I just think that stuff's incredible. Um, the stuff when he slams like the crate against the guy's head on the wall, it's just fucking gory as hell. Um, but I love it. I also love when he's being chased um, and he blows up and he's in the Batmobile, which I think we only see like the once and he's doing the chase there and he blows up that van and then he like crashes and Superman lands on the roof and just turns. I think that scene's so well done as well. Um, yeah, I think on a sheer quantity level, I think Marvel and Civil War has it beat, but it's just that one scene. Like it's one of the best ever. So I, had, I couldn't go one way or the other. You couldn't decide quantity versus quality, so you just decided both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you because we're taking into account all of the fight like action scenes. Like I think everything else in that film, like the doomsday stuff, I've never really been big on like big CGI monster, uh, which is obviously something Marvel relies on a lot, uh, especially nowadays. So there's only the Batman, the warehouse scene, which I think is up there with the end the Civil War stuff. So yeah, I went I went straight down the middle. No, saying that though, watching Batman vs Superman straight after Civil War, which came out at the same time, like Batman vs Superman visually holds up so much better than Civil War does. I, I thought the, that when um, Doomsday first showed up and he was like hitting stuff and that, the electricity and stuff was exploding, I thought that looks really good. It looks modern. And yet, Civil War has got that main Marvel problem where it's like, okay, she's on a green screen, he's on a green screen. Uh, Tony's head's not really in that suit. You clearly put it in afterwards, and blah blah blah. It 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 takes away from it, I think. But uh, yeah, still good. Right. Well, we'll move on then. To the... this one, I'll be surprised if we've got any disagreements here. Is the the legacy of both movies? Um, oh, how how they've aged and how well they hold up. Um, the effect they had on the franchises, that sort of thing, just the legacy overall that it's had over the years. And I'll go first. And for me, there's no question that Civil War wins this one. Like, considering the opinion that's held towards Batman versus Superman, the way it's kind of Zack Snyder's... The reaction to that film is largely the reason Zack Snyder was taken out of the Justice League movie. I, I won't hear any other explanation for that. They changed the entire course of the franchise. They went more comedy-based. Like, when you compare that to Civil War's impact and how it still looked back at as one of the best MCU movies and one of the most entertaining, and it's placed in Cap's trilogy, which the majority of people consider one of the best trilogies in the entire franchise, like... It's a no-brainer for me, and I can't wait to listen to you to try argue otherwise. So you're going 10-9 for Civil War, is that what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> I can't argue against you, that's the problem. And it really upset, because if it was personal legacy, then I would have gone Batman versus Superman, but no, I went 10-9 for Civil War for the exact reasons. I mean... Batman versus Superman is and deserves to be looked at as one of the best, if not, no, not the best, but one of the, it should be top tier and it should be one of those films that people look back on and really love, but so much going against it. And I think the height of Marvel really didn't help. Like they will just turn that banger after banger. Um, the, 
the effect of Civil War versus the effect of Batman versus Superman in that, like you say, WB4, or because it's making so much more money, we need to go comedy, which has had a massive effect on Wonder Woman. It was too late to touch Wonder Woman. I do know they pushed on the big CGI fight at the end, but it was too late to really affect Wonder Woman. Suicide Squad got fucking butchered because of it. Like, completely changed the movie. Um, obviously, Zack Snyder was going to come back for Justice League, and then they, they took the opportunity of his... It's really bad when you say it out loud, but they took the opportunity of his daughter committed suicide to take him off the movie and replace it to fit the tone that they wanted. Um, and it's the most... I think it's probably one of the most divisive superhero movies of all time. And, I'm, you know, it's not... It's not bad and people trying to defend it's good. It's a fantastic five out of five movie that people have con like convinced themselves is bad. And it doesn't help that WB affected with a cut. So the theatrical cut is just completely ruins the film, the pace of the film, the context, context is everything. Um, but I think if we got everything as we should WB let Zack Snyder have his vision and do everything we want, I think, and I said this again yesterday, I said this, and I've said this ever since Batman versus Superman, and then as soon as Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, I think it was in my review actually for on Letterboxd when I did watch Zack Snyder's for the very first time. I think we were robbed of Marvel is fantastic on at bringing blockbuster hit every time. I mean, not lately, but bringing a blockbuster hit every time. Um, whereas I think with Batman versus Superman, we would have got like a superhero movie of an epic proportion on scale with like something like Lord of the Rings and something that was meticulously built, thought out, delved into, spent time with a bit more mature. But unfortunately, we didn't get that. So I can't argue because the, the legacy of Batman vs Superman is unfortunately very negative and ruined a lot of things and caused, essentially it caused a cult <laughs> of people um, you know, I am one of the people from the Barbie movie that we'll talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League um, but it essentially joined it, it, it caused a cult to happen of Zack Snyder fans um, but Civil War is yeah, the effects of Civil War lasted for a while, I mean Civil War like completely changed how Marvel movies went on after that in terms of the Avengers and it really set up with Infinity War, like where the characters were and really helped tell that story because they were already fractured. Um, so in terms of legacy and and that, yeah, yeah I can't argue against it. Um, as much as I'd like to say that Batman versus Superman has a fantastic legacy, it can't, so that's why I went 10-9. And it upsets me. You can hear it in my voice. It upsets me because it's such a... this Batman, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Wonder Woman... The original version of Suicide Squad and Justice League are such well-crafted movies in their original forms that the director intended that we could have had something beautiful. And it just breaks my heart to know that we'll never, probably never get it now. Yeah, I'll never understand the discourse around Batman versus Superman because after watching that Ultimate Edition, I think it is a really fucking good film. Um but I was, you mentioned it then about Marvel turning out good films. I was saying this to Eleanor last night when we were watching Civil War. Like, if you go from 2016 
Or 14, sorry. 14, you've got Winter Soldier. 15, Age of Ultron, which is obviously divisive. Banger. Yeah, 16, Civil War. 17, Ragnarok. 18, Infinity War. 19, Endgame. That's unbelievable. And that's not even all the films that came out those years. No, I missed, like, Homecoming out. I missed Black Panther. I missed quite a lot. Like... Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Guardians film somewhere in there as well, aren't they? Yeah, 2017, Guardians 2 was. Yeah. And for for it to stand out against all of those, it's undeniable. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we'll move on to the final category then, which I saved to the end because... It was essentially the crux on which both movies was sold, and that was the showdowns between the heroes. Obviously, I've already hinted at it once, but in Batman versus Superman, the the main fight between the two, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of built up as if it's going to be some big heavyweight boxing match, like the main event, and it takes its time to get into it. Um, it's it's not quite the first bit of action we see in the movie, but it feels like the first like real action scene. Whereas in Civil War, we see quite a few fight scenes leading up to the end. And that one, it almost came out of nowhere. It didn't feel like it was building towards that at that point. Um, because we didn't we didn't know the whole Bucky killing Tony's parents would play a part in the story. Um so whereas the Batman vs Superman, it felt like we knew what was coming. It felt like we were watching like the undercard of like a UFC event, like getting waiting for that main event. Whereas the Civil War, it was like the entire story. We saw the bit the superheroes fight each other. We saw all the stuff in the airport, and then at the end, it was like, oh, we've also got this. Um, so I'll let you go first this time and give me thoughts on the two. I love the build-up of Batman versus Superman so much that I never understood why people's arguments were. They don't fight until the end of the film. Like, neither does, well, I suppose, Cap and Iron Man do fight more midway through the film. But, like, it was such an, for lack of a better term, sorry if it's gross, but, like, the, the film edged you the entire way. Like, until you get to the fucking blowout. And like when he stops the Batmobile by just standing there and they have that face-to-face standoff and he Batman literally standing up against a god being like in the fucking one of the best lines in any movie, like, do you bleed? And then him just flying away. Like it felt it felt like we're building this up and building it up. And again, I don't understand the argument of why didn't just Superman just say he's got my mum? He fucking tried. And I don't know if that's an ultimate edition thing or not. I can't remember. But like he really did try, and then he was like, "Right now, I need to stop you, so I can just explain to you." And I love that fight. It's Batman smart versus Superman strength. Um, it's brutal. It's hard. You can feel every punch. You can feel every hit. Um, and I'm going to say it, whether you fucking agree or not, the Martha scene. It's not that bad. It doesn't deserve the hate. And I will I can see your face. I will explain it because all the stuff we expect of Batman, that he's done his homework, he's got all this kryptonite, he's uh, made weapons, he's made an armor, to, all to stand up against Superman. 
in that last moment when Superman thought he was going to lose, he used the one thing that he hadn't used the entire fight, and that was his journalism skills. And he would have known that Bruce Wayne, he knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman since Lex's thing. He would have known that Bruce Wayne's parents had died when he was a kid. He would have known that his mother was called Martha. So saying it is, is of course, going to trigger some kind of PTSD and cause him to stop. And it would have given him that chance. And that's how I've always seen it, which is why I've never had a problem with the Martha scene. So and my other mate, Damon, he thinks I'm going to take the piss out of the Martha scene. I love the Martha scene and I don't see a problem with it. Um, but Civil War's better, so 10-9 Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Batman vs Superman standoff, but it's not, it doesn't... It, it does not hold a candle to the brutality of Stephen Tony just gloves off. That's it. We're fucking going. You cannot watch that scene where it's the side shot of like Cap throwing the shield down and Bucky catching it and then hitting him and then throwing it back and hitting him and that going side by side. And then when Tony blows Bucky's arm off and then it's Steve beating the shit out of him, Iron Man predicting his moves and beating the shit out of him all the way to the bit where you you know he's not going to take his head off, but it's fucking brutal. And he slams the shield into his into his art reactor to, to just stop him. You can't argue. It's just, or for I'm going to say it's orgasmic. It's just, it's such a great scene. And like I said, when we were talking about the the ending, it re- that standoff really starts. It doesn't. It's not at the airport. It's not when they start disagreeing to begin with. It's not when he first becomes a criminal. It's when he says, I don't care, he killed my mum. And the look on Tony Stark's face when he says it, you know he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Which is why I think it's ruined by the end. And like, oh yeah, we're still friends. But from there until the end of the fight, even to like the, that shield doesn't belong to you and he drops it on the floor. It's just one of Marvel's perfect moments that you that will never be ruined unless they go back in time or multiverse it to make it weird or something. But in that movie, it will never be ruined because it's just perfect. Yeah. Um, do you know what's interesting is that both movies obviously were so closely likened because it were two heroes fighting each other, but also that mummy issues kind of played a major role in the final standoff. Yeah. Like that's quite a surprise. But as a mummy's boy, I don't mind it at all. I'm all about it. Um, is your mum's name Martha? No, not quite. Do you know what, though? How embarrassing it is for me to tell you that I only clicked that both Superman and Batman had the same... Mums had the same name at that point. I never. I don't know why, but I just, I just never thought about it before. Yeah, I can't believe it's never been made a big deal of before in the past until that uh, moment. And then yeah, it, it's wild to me. It finally happened in a way that I think was executed greatly, and it's like... Um, everybody hates it. <laughs> yeah, it's a source of ridicule. Um, I agreed, though. I went 10-9 in favour of Civil War. I liked the build-up to the Batman versus Superman fight more, but how you said earlier where the stakes weren't there for Civil War, I feel like... They were at the end. In the in terms of the fight scenes, I felt like the stakes were much higher in that one. Like, the Batman versus Superman one was very, very predictable. I said for months going in, Batman's going to win, because that's something DC likes to do. People always talk about how overpowered Superman is, but every time he fights Batman... He has to lose. Yeah, agreed. It's, and it's because he holds back, whereas Batman doesn't. Like he says in it, he says in the fight, which is my one of my favorite moments in the film. If I wanted it, you'd be dead already. Like, and it's yeah. true. You could just fucking throw him into the sun if you wanted. He'd pull his arms up. And like, because it was so 
predictable. That's what ranked it lower for me. That and the fact Superman didn't lose, because like I said, favourite character, fuck Batman. Um, <laughs> but you like Batfleck, he's your favourite one. Yeah, but Superman above all. I just knew going in that he'd lose, and it pissed me off that I knew it, and then it just played out the exact way I thought it would. Superman having his moments, but Batman using kryptonite, because that that's the one thing. Superman's always going to get fucked by that, and it just made it. Um, whereas... I do like um, that I do like the humanity of Lois Lane stopping him as well. Like it was yeah. him as like his mother's name. And it like that's what stopped Bruce. And immediate, you can see the immediate moment where it's like, oh fuck, I've he is human. He's got a human that cares for him. He's got all this and yeah. But you're gonna go, you're gonna get now you're gonna gush about Civil War a bit more, aren't you? Yeah, because I I haven't mentioned it yet. But I will say after the whole nightmare scene where Barry says Lois is like the key and stuff. I imagine Bruce did his research immediately on who the fuck Lois was. So he probably recognized her at that point as well. I reckon that probably played a bit in it. Like, oh, this is, this is, this is, Lois is the key. This, the, and that, I feel like it's never actually explained, but I feel like that played a role in it. I think it's kind of hinted at throughout the movie that Lois is like one of the key writers of Superman and her, like she writes about Superman a lot, but there's not, and there was that one incident in the, in the desert. Um, but it's not really, like, oh, her and Superman are a thing kind of thing. Yeah. So when he would obviously think that her, she just writes about him a lot, but when he sees her, is always that, for me, it's always that Lois is the key and he can, like, she's got her arm around him. She's like, that's his mother. He immediately clicked, like, oh, no, this is, there's something here. And when she's, if she's the key, then obviously that's the reason to stop. Yeah. Um, but I do think... Civil War is more of- you what, sorry? Civil War is more emotion. Like, the fight is more emotion-based. than. Yeah, and it was unpredictable. I, I couldn't have told you who was going to win the fight going in. I didn't know which side would walk away. And obviously, there's moments where it looks like Tony will win. Um, but Steve, with the help of Bucky, manages to come out on top. But there is obviously so much more at stake, like you said, emotionally. And it feels like where Batman and Superman were so quick to just team up at the end of it, whereas this resulted in not seeing these two together for three years, um, which is obviously a big deal. And that, like I said, that bit at the end where he tells him to drop the shield because his dad made it, and he's like, that's not yours. It's so well done. And it's probably some of Robert Downey Jr.'s best acting as Iron Man, I think, that scene. Like you said, the scene where he says, I don't care, he killed my mum, it is really fucking gut-wrenching. And it's hard to imagine... You know what well, I'm saying? Like, did you know? And there's like... Um... He was like, don't, bull- don't bullshit me, Rogers. And, yeah. and like, did you know? And then that's, you can see it building. You can see the Mentos in the Coca-Cola. Yeah. But um, I also think, like, he's, when I watch it, because obviously, I mean, I haven't even asked you this yet, but when I watch it, I'm a big Captain America fan. Like, Superman and Captain America, I've got a type, quite clearly. <laughs> But um, so I get frustrated at Tony for not listening and not understanding that Bucky was brainwashed. But at the same time, you couldn't blame him. Like, you can't imagine finding out someone did that to him. There would be no reasoning, I don't think. So, I 100% have had moments in my life where you just don't think a logic. You just say, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to knock your hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you and you probably get battered every time, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, see me in action, you know that's not true. <laughs> 
Uh, I love doing well, no, that. I knew that you're the same because we spoke about it before. Like we're both very defensive people, so logic goes out the window. You just like you wouldn't listen. You do. You just go. I don't care. Like yeah. you fuck up, kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, that's, that's why I went with that emotional. one. It's more of an emotional fire, isn't it? That's why that that's the reason for it. And yeah, I I remember watching it Civil War when it came out and thinking as we as they were getting to the end. Because Rhodey didn't die, and we knew that. There's a heartbeat, blah, blah, blah. Um, Rhodey didn't die. But I remember going, as soon as, like, I don't care, he killed my mom, and that it all kicked off. I think we should do a game. We should put a, a warning at the beginning of the episode, like, um, every time you hear, I don't care, kill my mom, take a shot. <laughs> Is that that could be up there when you said spirituality. Oh fuck! I've lost my train of thought. What was I saying? The same when Rhodey didn't die. Oh yeah, when Rhodey didn't die, like you get to the end, and then he starts fighting, trying to attack um, Winter Soldier, and Steve is trying to fight him. And as much as I knew neither Captain America or Iron Man would die, I remember feeling Winter Soldier could. And when he blows his arm, I remember I very vividly remember him blowing his arm off and be like, "Fuck! Is he just killed him?" No, no, he's just armless. Which is fine because he didn't fight for the rest of the time. He was literally armless. So um that was my bad pun for the episode. Um but yeah, like that was the stake there. Um, but again, it was like, could he? Probably not. But it was really I think it was really well done. Really, yeah, really well. I, I really liked it. And like you said, there was a sense at the time that Winter Soldier could die because it felt like his arc at the time was probably was pretty much done. Um that and, that and we'd never seen Iron Man let loose angrily, yeah. not in not in anger, not really. Yeah, and it's a testament to like how good he was that he took on two of them for that long. I mean, and we've obviously both scored it in favour of Civil War then, and that brings like the contest as a whole to an end. But I just wanted before we get the scores, I just wanted to find out which side were you on for both movies, because obviously everyone took sides and was the side people wanted to win. Who did you want to win in Civil War? I was always on Captain America's side. Right. And it makes sense. Yeah. Iron Man was doing the. He was doing the. He, well, he, go, he was going against his own character growth as well throughout the movie. It's like, a, it's like he completely does a 180 on who he is. And he does it in a way that is true. He's still true to Iron Man. It's still very in character that he's seen one thing and he's made that his entire goal. Like he's an obsessive person, so he sees the, the all of a sudden he sees grief, he beats himself up, and he goes right, we're the fucking problem. Whereas Captain America is very logical, like that bit where he's talking about, um, what if they send us somewhere we don't want to go? What if it's somewhere we want to go and they won't send us? The safest hands are still our own. Um, beautifully said. And uh, Hawkeye was on his team, and then I was about to say did that play well. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like eighty percent of the decision, um, and then. I don't know for Batman versus Superman, but as much as I want loved Batflack, it's yeah, it's Superman. Like as soon as you see you've been manipulated and you see the story play out, like I was very much on Superman's side, but it was one of them. For, I think for Batman versus Superman, it's a bit more difficult because you knew, especially from trailers, you knew they were going to team up in the end. So it was a bit harder to make. But yeah, always on Superman's side. I love the bit in the movie where like everybody says it doesn't show you. Clark is a human. It doesn't show you what Clark is like, but especially in the Ultimate Edition, I love the investigating he does, but 
the scene that I really love is when he just jumps in that bath, fucking floods his apartment. That's going to take ages to clean up. But just like climbed in the bath um, because of how relieved and happy he is that Lois is safe and what have you. And so, yeah, always on Superman's side. You can't not be, really. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree with both. Um, like I said, I've got a type. I love me Boy Scouts. <laughs> you do. And I tell you, it feels very fine, man, because he's so anti-establishment. So for him to side with, like, the government and the United Nations, yeah, I think so that's weird. part of it. I'm just thinking, I usually have a curl in my hair. And for the one episode we're doing Superman, I don't have a curl. So I'm going to have to put one in last minute. Well, I'm wearing a, an Avengers shirt here with the Infinity Gauntlet. So I did my bit for once. I'm wearing a pink vest. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing Barbie this time. Well, Zack Snyder was mentioning Barbie, so. That's true. That's very true. Um, I've got the scores here. And it is very, very interesting. Can we just double check what scores are? Because obviously I changed. I don't want you to do some wrong no, scores. I, kept, I did keep. I did keep. I kept changing it when you changed yours. Um, this is interesting. I, I, give me a prediction. Well, I went in. I'll say mine because I know you haven't said yours yet. But I obviously went in before I changed my scores. Civil War was at ninety-seven, and Batman vs Superman was at ninety-five. But through my changing, Civil War, uh, Civil War ended up at 95 and Batman vs Superman ended up at 96. Which, <laughs> so I went in thinking, I, honestly, when, after watching them both, I thought Civil uh, Batman vs Superman, I, I can't believe that's the movie that I'm going to pick over Civil War. I thought Batman vs Superman was going to win. And then I did my scoring when I was thinking about it and the Civil War came out on top and I said to you, it's not gone the way I wanted it to. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, I changed yeah. it, not purposefully, but as I've been thinking about it, I changed it, and then Batman vs Superman did come out on top. So whether Batman vs Superman comes out on top overall, because you like to fuck me, um, I don't oh, know. Oh, wait, wait, I, well, I wouldn't see that. That's how it me. Well, your mum's wedding called off. Fuck me over. Very important. <laughs> Like the ultimate edition, context yes, is important. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, I would... Oh, I don't know. I would like to think it's either a draw or very, very close for either movie because they're both, they're both five out of fives. We've not done a bad... To be fair, we've not done a bad movie yet in Cinematch history. So we'll see. Well, I can reveal that the score... Is a hundred and ninety-two. Okay, no. To a hundred and ninety-two. <laughs> is it a fucking draw? draw? I've got a draw. Oh my god! Is, is yeah. that a first draw? Uh, so that's our first one. I mean, the second episode I did with uh, James that was Hot Fuzz versus Shaun of the Dead, and that was a tie. But this is the second tie of the series, the first we've had. And it kind of feels fitting, to be honest, because like I said, it's hard it's to... It's like very anticlimactic. That we've got two versus films where the heads go against each other. The both come out as a draw. Yeah, we've got two we've got two matches in different movies. And yeah, we, we've got a tie. I feel, like we should, I feel like we should just quickly do a, another round and see who wins. <laughs> I don't feel like a draw works, but I'm happy with it because they are both five out of five movies for me. You wouldn't expect a draw. No, I thought Civil War would win. Um, I'm glad it didn't, to be honest, because, like I said, I've always been more of a DC guy. How did your 
scoring work out then? Did your scoring work? Your scoring must have worked out Civil War a bit higher than Batman versus Superman. One, One point above, yeah. So literally, changing my scores, we balance, I balanced the scales. Yeah, and it was <laughs> it was essentially um, very close. I think I actually had Batman versus Superman winning until the final couple of rounds. Um, that's where it switched over for me. So in another world, it won. But I think a draw feels fair. They're both incredible movies, and yeah. I personally don't think I can separate them. So no. And you said this is the second draw since the since I've been on it. Well, no, no this is the first since you've been on. First draw since I've been. Do you want to tell the story about what you said to me the other week about the Fast and Furious episode? What did I say? I so can't even remember. Is, like this is the most watched uh, episodes we've done. So I was like, oh great! It's I was I was like, oh, it's probably because I was wearing a vest. Don't give me that ego boost. It was like, no, no, no. Since you've been on, it's still not the best. No, to be fair, it is number you one really now. Made a, you really made a point to make to proper knock me down a peg. <laughs> it is number one now. Is it? It is the most, is the most watched we've done. Yeah. Not after the not after the pink vest is out with the. No, this will uh, skyrocket. Support. Yeah, this will skyrocket now until they see it's a draw and then boycott us forever. All I need now is the Mando helmet on, and we'll probably get more views. <laughs> But yeah, that brings us to an end again this week, which was one of the most interesting episodes we've done because it is, I mean, quite apparently from the result, it is one of the closest between the two movies. Like, there was really no separating for me or for you, obviously. Um, So yeah, it feels fair, but I had a great time with this one. Um, If you guys are listening on any of the podcast networks, feel free to head over to youtube so you can see nathan in his vest which is pink as hell very manly it's a sight yeah um but if you are on youtube feel free to subscribe and like the video on and then head over to any of your podcast places platforms platforms (laughs) if you want to listen to us and have like just have us in your ears because there's no voices quite like it i think my especially my yorkshire accent it's made for this sort of thing i think <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. For, for podcast, sure. That's it. Yeah. Well, I've been doing commentary lately at football. I've been doing podcast. This voice is going everywhere. It works <laughs> wonderfully. Um, but yeah, if you want to find us anywhere else, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I've, I've given up on X until they officially change the URL. I'll call it X. But right now, it's still twitter.com. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can find me on there at Callum Altimus, where I tweet about movies, occasionally wrestling, and mostly Blackburn Rovers and how they keep depressing me. Um, but I'm also on Letterboxd at Caltimus, where I share every movie I watch, which has taken a hit recently. But now that we're getting close to Halloween, those horror movies are going to start coming in thick and fast. So. And where can we find you, Mr. Nathan Hannah? Only fans. Civil Hall. <laughs> That's a good one, that. <laughs> I don't you know what I said I was going to do it every episode, and I completely forgot until just then. That's why you were talking about your uh, letterbox, and I was giggling to myself because it just popped in my head. <laughs> hey, that's well well thought of to get it that quick. Um, Twitter X at nay underscore 214, and then letterbox where I give very brutal opinions. Um just, you know, I don't go too in-depth, but I like to have a bit of fun with my reviews at nay 214 Again, it's down here somewhere. Oh, yeah, I always forget that. But then, this if you're listening, you can't see this, so... That's a good point. If you're listening, then look at the video, man. Yeah, true. Head over to YouTube. Look at our faces. There's nothing better. There's no better way to pass time than staring into these eyes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, 
another is it category carnage next week yeah i think that's what we discussed we've um got that lined up we know what we're doing uh time to get my thinking cap on and try and make sure nothing's yeah. stolen from me again <laughs> yeah um we've got a link tree now in our bio so we don't have you don't have to go to loads of different places to try and find us just one click and it'll take you to everywhere you need to be uh, again follow the all the social medias to find out what films we're doing and what films are coming up next with my little teasers yeah some very well done ones and all I was right pissed off about the Harry Potter one. I did it, and the music lined up perfectly, and then everywhere was fine except for Instagram that took the sound out because it was a copyright strike. I was livid. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but let's end on a positive note then. Flash of shit. Woo! Flash is fantastic. Is it? As we saw from the character in this movie, just wonderful performance. In- oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> How perfectly Bruce Wayne's version of Metropolis was done in this movie versus The Flash also being in Metropolis just makes me so fucking angry. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, certainly different. <laughs> That's all I'll say on the matter. But uh, yeah, thanks for watching slash listening, guys. And we will be back next week with another great episode. Peace out.